In terms of the most important points that Dean makes, that's absolutely true, that China does have that relationship into what he calls the core circle of America's real power. And they used that during the Obama administration and prior administrations, and they couldn't do it during the Trump administration. That much we know. And I know that they are in anticipation licking their chops about what's going to happen from January 20 on. That's uh, China expert Gordon Chang there talking about the Chinese government's infiltration is the well, it's a pretty good word uh, of America's business elites. Our corporate giants are so in bed with the Chinese communists that they function as lobbyists for communist China. It's really it's frightening when you lay it out. They they ran a video on Tucker's show last night, Tucker Carlson, of a Chinese uh, government official talking about our good friends on Wall Street and how inconvenient the Trump years were because he's really squashed it. But it'll be over soon. Don't worry. And then we'll get back to work. He was saying it's really something the Chinese government took down that video, but somebody somebody captured it. Yeah, I couldn't figure out what was going on there in that video. I was trying to figure out, is that real? Is that? Oh, yeah, I think it was real. Yeah, I mean, it was like it looked to be a university setting or a Uh lecture, some sort of lecture, where he was explaining Chinese foreign policy. But I was just surprised that anybody would say, even in China, would say that out loud in a room full of people. Um... You know, that we've got, uh, we've infiltrated the United States. We're going to bring them down. Here's how we're doing it. Mm-hmm. He even had some strong stuff to say about the Bidens and Hunter and all that sort of stuff. So Right, yeah. I guess, uh, well, given the nature of the regime, I guess it's mildly surprising. But I heard lectures like that all through college about foreign policy and undermining governments and how we do this, that, and the other. I don't know. It's just kind of a university education. Um, but it was it was something to hear it laid out, particularly... Um, his confidence that Americans were doing the work of China. So we're in really good shape, he was saying, as a communist. They're in really good shape. Uh, I'm glad to see this growing awareness of the threat of China. It's amazing it got as far as it did, but we were so fixated on impeachment and Donald Trump being a Russian mole or whatever. Well, and but in, in it goes it goes goes you know back a lot longer than that the the story of this sure. when it's written in china will end up being i think probably the dominant economic power in the world um maybe the dominant military power in the world in my lifetime when you've got that size population if you get your it can get your economy humming along geez the amount of money that you can generate is just astounding um but if that happens, the, the, the story will be written over the centuries. How did this happen? How did the United States, which was the most powerful country the world had ever seen, how did they lose their position? They funded their rival mm-hmm. for decades. Both parties altered global rules to make sure China was funded because it was such an attractive consumer market. Every, well, and everybody with the belief, the now seems ridiculous belief... Um, that, you know, if, if they get to a certain point economically, of course, they'll be on board with an open society and democracy and, you know, following the rules and everything like that. Of course they will be right. Right. They'll they'll do what we do. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's pretty naive when you look at it from this vantage point. It seems pretty stupid. Like it's a little embarrassing. Yeah. But all of our best thinkers from Henry Kissinger on. Um, have thought this. Yeah. Republicans, Democrats, business people, government people, 
you know, academics, everybody has thought, no, no, they'll they'll join the world. They'll join the good guys. Speaking of things I learned in college, yeah, they they taught us that, that if you grant a society more economic freedom, the people will get a taste of that and demand more political freedom, and it, the society will be reformed. Uh, it will it will move into the uh, the open into the modern world. It's just taught as fact. This is absolutely not what's going to happen. <laughs> no, they are no. going to try to take over over the world and take the world back into the dark ages, in terms of uh, freedom. And they might actually pull it off. It's very disturbing. Twenty years ago, I'd have said there's no way they can. They will collapse of their own weight. And their own oppression. But the technology is so good right now to build a surveillance state mm-hmm. and, and control people and that that social, uh, what do you call it, score? or if Social you, credit score. Right. If you ever say anything critical of the government, your score declines and all of a sudden you're not allowed to buy a seat on an airliner to go see mom or whatever. So everybody falls in the line. It's pretty scary. Um a uh, quick note from our friends at Simply Safe. Speaking of scary, uh, you don't want to be in fear all the time, but you do want to keep your home and family safe from uh, break-ins, burglary, especially this time of year, fire, flooding, or medical emergency. And Simply Safe Home Security delivers award-winning 24/7 protection. So you can set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. It's really easy. Uh, then the professionals take over monitoring your home 24/7, ready to send help the moment there's an alarm. No long-term contract, no hidden fees. You're not signing up for a couple of years of this, whether you like it or not. It's really great. Yeah, so it's all the good stuff and none of the bad stuff. None of the long contracts or whatever with conventional security systems. And it's just better Won so many awards. Right now, our listeners get a free home security camera. Beautiful uh, images on that, too. You'll know which rando is on your doorstep. When you go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, 60-day risk-free trial. Uh, nothing to lose. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong to get that free security camera. Today, that's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. I've told this story many times, but it stands out in my mind. I wish I could dig up. Maybe I'll try to find it. It was many years ago on the Charlie Rose show. Many years ago. I'm guessing early 2000s. Something like that. And he had a breeze in the studio. His robe opened. (laughs) He said, would you like to watch me shower (laughs) for some reason? Uh, No, Charlie. But thank you. He had a panel on China and he had a bunch of reporters and academics and business people. And they were discussing China, and the reporters and some of the academics were talking about how evil China is and the terrible things they were doing. And all the business people kept bringing it back. Well, that might be true, but that said, China is a great opportunity for this and that. And the academics, what are you talking about? They're imprisoning people. They they have political prisoners. They kill people. They did that some reporting says that but the thing i'd like to focus on said the business people and i thought wow this is really interesting there's Mm. two completely different views of what's going on here and i didn't quite understand it at the time it's now very obvious the biggest companies realize this is the gold mine sure we've maxed out in america we've maxed out in europe here's a billion and a half people that need to buy nikes and smoke cigarettes and and use computers and we'll sow them for a quarter of what somebody would charge us in the united states and then they're that end of it yeah too yeah uh director national intelligence john ratcliffe is no big fan of china clip number 50 there are a lot of people who for economic reasons don't want china to be our greatest threat there are a lot of people who for political reasons don't want china to be our greatest threat in america But the intelligence doesn't lie. China is our greatest threat, and it's not even close. No other country has the capability of essentially taking away the American dream and a 
specific plan to do so, and the intelligence is clear. So I wanted to use the unique vantage point that I have to make sure, you know, as the director of national intelligence, my job is to warn the American people of threats, and there is no greater threat than China to America. Russia can do us damage, Islamo-fascism can do us damage, but nothing can end the American experiment except for China. China actually could. Right, right. Clip 54 is pretty notable, too. Again, John Ratcliffe. Well, again, dominate militarily, technologically, uh, and economically. On the military front, they've already achieved having the largest uh, navy of any country in the world. Um, from a military force standpoint, there are, the People's Republic of China has a military of two million. Um, they want them to be the largest, and they also want them to be the strongest, which is why they're engaged in what you referenced, which is called gene editing, literally trying to alter the DNA, experimenting on uh, DNA to make uh, soldiers, sailors, and airmen uh, stronger and more powerful. Wow. So I heard an economics guy explaining um, uh, just the, the raw numbers because their population is so big. Since they have roughly four times our population, if they ever get to even a quarter of GDP, obviously, they can match our military spending, mm-hmm. uh, a quarter per, per person since they have four times the population, if they ever match our production per person, they can spend four times as much money as we do on our military, Mm -hmm. which would, you know, quickly just, they would outstrip us so fast it's not even a contest anymore, the way it's been for us against the rest of the world my whole life. Right. The Soviet economic engine was never a fraction of that. I mean, they spent everything on defense, and their people were paupers. Um, So China's just a completely uh, different deal. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's 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 uh, worrisome, definitely, well, especially because they've they've stated outwardly over and over again. Yeah, we're here to defeat you. We're going to dominate you. We're going to shove you off the uh, uh, certainly off of uh, our, our little podium we're standing on. Um, while we're on the topic of the military, it's probably worth mentioning this is broken and been confirmed, I guess, that Joe Biden is going to name Lloyd Austin as the sec deaf, who I hope doesn't end up becoming a name, you know, a household name because of some horrifying conflict that we're in in the next couple of years. Um, but he is going to be the Secretary of Defense, and um, uh, I'm sure we'll learn more about him in the coming days. Yeah, I don't know much about him, but he better be sharp um, because I suspect China is getting very close to the um, probing stage of uh of developing their military and intelligence, meaning provoking small incidents just to see how we react, get to know our playbook a little better. And, you know, I, one one quick notion for Americans, and I have a feeling a lot of the people listening to this show already feel this way, but um, the idea that we've been the dominant power for, for such a long time will always be. Yep. You know, I, I root for a baseball team that won three World Series in five years, and they've sucked ever since. You know, greatness comes and then it fades unless you work really, really hard to keep it and get lucky. So, yeah. Oh, well. There's a little bit of controversy around this SecDef choice. Um, he'll, he'll be the first black secretary of defense in our nation's history, but that's got nothing to do with the controversy. Um, he's certainly qualified, but is he too qualified? I'll explain what I mean by that. Pardon? Coming what? up in a moment. All right. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is not just the worst public health event. This is the worst event that this country will face. Uh, That's China do- invades, uh, you know, New York. That'd be bad. That's Dr. Burks. This isn't just the worst health event. This is the worst event ever. Oof. Ease up, lady. Yeah. Trying to, you know, it's a cocktail party. Too much blanking perspective. Why so serious? <laughs> um, wow, that's that's rough. And it, it is crazy. What's the death toll at at this point? Uh, it's getting close to 300. And yeah, I've stopped paying attention. I, I have, too, because, uh, yeah. I mean, just uh, I get it. Yeah. You know, it's not that's that I don't the way care. I feel, too. I get, I, I get it. It's bad and getting worse. I get that completely. Meanwhile, uh, a friend of mine texted me. Uh, COVID visited my family again. 55-year-old little sis had family in Thanksgiving in Utah, 17 people there. Her son had slight symptoms, uh, tested positive next day. Little sis also tested positive. Two weeks later, everyone is fine. Only two got it with light to no symptoms. They're all quarantined until tomorrow. It just doesn't seem to be a big risk for healthy people, which is true. And hundreds of thousands of people are dying. Continues to be mostly old folks, uh, which is so sad because they're not getting visits in the, the old folks' home and stuff like that, but... Even with the, it's so hard to get a handle on this bastard. It's even, slippery. Even with the high numbers, last I think it was last week was the first week in this whole thing that it has been the leading cause of death. It passed heart disease. Mm. And um, I was wondering if you could stop heart disease, would you spend nine trillion dollars and up in the economy and close hundreds of thousands of businesses? And kick kids out of school if you could end heart disease? I don't think you would. No. Now, I get that the, the, these are false comparisons and that, you know, you can't, nobody's going to give me heart disease. And right. It's I'm not going to catch it from somebody. It's an interesting thought experiment, though. Yeah. You wouldn't even come close to even considering it. Right. Or, you know, all the traffic deaths. We talked talked about that. You could save tens of thousands of lives by lowering the speed limit to 20 miles per hour everywhere. And it would crush the economy, but you'd save those lives. But nobody wants to do that. Everybody thinks that's absurd. Just drive caref- carefully. Make cars safer. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there'll be plenty of more time, unfortunately, to talk about this because the worst days are yet to come. Oh, goody. So uh, Biden has named his sec def. It's going to be this guy named Lord Lloyd Austin. Oh, I got to talk about the hot Chinese spy girl who infiltrated our politics a little bit later on. Straight out of James Bond craziness. He'll be the first black defense chief in U.S. history. That makes the headline everywhere. Is he a good one? That's all yeah, I care about. I don't care about identity politics that much or really at all. Um, he was in charge of military operations in the Middle East under Obama. He's highly regarded. I don't have any concerns about that. I think this is interesting, though. There are some people that are that are a little concerned with this trend. We've now got it's our second retired general that's been chosen to lead the department in recent years after uh, Mattis. Mad dog Mattis. The crowd goes wild. And he will also just Best like general ever till I fired him. Then he was the worst. And he will also, like Mattis, be required under law to get a congressional waiver because he's only been out of uniform for for uh, for less than seven years. Mm. We had a, a string going there of naming guys that were like academics or business people or whatever to be the secretary of defense because we have a big belief in civilian control of the military in this country because what brings down democracy is almost always some uppity military ruler and the people are with the army and the next thing you know that's who runs the country Mm. and so we go with civilian control of our military military and you got people like robert gates or i can think of lots of them over through the years of my lifetime leon panetta people that didn't you know they weren't 
straight from uh, leading the troops into the SecDef job. No, they were professional administrators. And now we're now we're going with guys that were uh, in the military. They're generals and just retired. And we're doing a waiver to something that we thought was a good idea years ago. I don't think we're headed toward a military dictatorship, but let's not just blithely toss away what seemed like a really good idea not very long ago. Yeah, yeah. It's not like the SecDef isn't surrounded by professional soldiers. So it's not like there's no uh, you know representation of the oh, military sure. in the military. And the there's pl- plenty of it. And but. the president is still the commander in chief, and obviously that's a uh, a civilian civilian control. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It doesn't really bother me, but maybe I just haven't thought about it enough. Well, we we starting a very long time ago because the founding fathers knew this. It's a, that's a great danger to all democracies. Is you know the military takes over. Sure, they didn't want a standing army uh-huh. at the beginning. Um, and you know we thought that was a good idea for some reason, and now we're gonna wave it twice in a row. Yeah, yeah. Should we talk about this? Yeah, I, we absolutely should. There, are, there's a, a bit of an issue in conservative circles where respect and gratitude for the military turns into worshipfulness oh, of the military yeah. and it's it's one of the world's biggest most wasteful bureaucracies often to the detriment of the the actual soldiers well, i got a couple of another great points on that i'll have to get to and you got the chinese spy lady i want to talk about uh, justin bieber's preacher bunch of stuff wow. on my- what <laughs> what <laughs> armstrong and getty The Armstrong and Getty Show. You did that for a Hot Pocket? Yes. All that for a Hot Pocket. You broke into a bank for a Hot Pocket? Hot Pocket. Hot Hot Pocket. pocket. Was it worth it? Hell yes, worth it. Hot Pocket, hell yeah. (laughs) What? What was that, Sean? So that is uh, year-end uh, lists are coming out, or and uh, the the modern version of a list is a video. And so there's been a lot of local news uh, shenanigans and the silly local news stories that often fall under the radar. A lot of those compilations have come out. So I've been combing through trying to find some, and that was a gentleman who appeared to break in, not appeared, he was being arrested, broke into a bank for a hot pocket, and uh, when asked, they had hot pockets in the bank. I, or did get enough money to buy a hot pocket? The, the, the details oh, okay. are, gotcha, are a gotcha. little fuzzy. Doesn't yeah, make sense. His thinking might not have been that linear. <laughs> but but when asked if it was worth it, my man had a very clear answer. You did that for a hot pocket? Yes. Oh, that for a hot pocket. You broke into a bank for a hot pocket? Hot pocket. Hot, hot pocket. pocket. Was it worth it? Hell yes, worth it. Hell hot yes. pocket? Hell yeah. Got a question Hell is yeah. that? A hot pocket? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, is it worth it? <laughs> Discussing a hot pocket here, <laughs> sir. Oh, that's fabulous. Keep those coming. Oh, boy. But, ladies and gentlemen, this is so exciting. It's time for another Gavi Award. What? The Gavin Newsom Award for Hypocrisy in Government During COVID. We had a big week last week, but I thought I thought all politicians had caught on that you're under the microscope. We well, were worried that the success of the Gavies would make future Gavies more difficult to come by. Exactly. But we were wrong. Now, if your local politicians are flaming, blanking hypocrites, be sure to email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com and they may win a Gavi. Jack, uh, this we're is... all human. We all fall short sometimes. Absolutely. There you go. The namesake of the order right there. Uh, this is absolutely stunning to me. And it comes from, of course... 
the capital of Cal Unicornia, Sacramento. California, 12% of the U.S. population. So, you know, it's a, it's a big state, but how is it that California is so rich with lying hypocrite politicians? Probably because it's a one-party state. Listen to this. After their swearing-in session on Monday, uh, state assembly leaders went from the House, uh, the state capitol, blah, 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 and then they went out and dined together at a Sacramento restaurant. Assembly members included Adrian Nazarian from uh, West Toluca Lake, Chad Mays of Rancho Mirage, Tasha Borner Horvath, can I say that on the air, from Encinitas, Mark Levine from Marin County and Chris Ward, Democrat of San Diego, along with May's fiance. They all dined together. Sacramento Bee, that's the local paper, stopped by the table and said, um, uh, you guys are having like a many, many, a multi-household outing. Awesome. And you're all eating together. A Bee reporter actually walked yeah. up to them. That's Good fantastic. Them. And awesome. N- Nazarian responded, can we not have dinner? Oh, According dinner to your table rules, in no. <laughs> Levine said, we're supporting our local business, and was asked whether, do you guys have face coverings even? He pulled a mask from his pocket. Borner Horvath quickly pulled a scarf up around her neck to cover her nose and left the table. She fled. (sighs) During a phone call, her chief of staff said members were following Sacramento County's COVID-19 requirements. They were dining outside. They were following the protocols. Everyone tested negative for COVID-19, so apparently these people can get a test. I can't. Um... But California's rules for restaurants, state health officials this fall, have repeatedly recommended that people from no more than three households meet for a meal, even on a holiday. The state also issued guidance urging Californians against non-essential travel outside of their own region. So that wasn't essential. You were with people you shouldn't have been with. You weren't wearing face coverings. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah, Sacramento is not uh, has not banned outside dining yet, but it's on the... Uh, track to do that and beside uh, the fact the whole the you know the spirit of the law thing that uh, gavin newsom said is a thing if you're going to be involved in shutting down restaurants you can't be out to eat sitting at a restaurant you just can't how do you not know that the outing also coincides with increased calls from state officials to mitigate the spread of the deadly virus by reducing the mixing of households said the uh, the assembly speaker we must continue to exercise maximum caution in order to bring this state through this pandemic. So there you go. Congratulations, Assembly members, for winning this week's Gavi Award. So we haven't been following... Uh... It's like America's Funniest Home Videos. You think there's only so many videos of people <laughs> stepping on a rank and hitting themselves in the genitals. It's a great country, though, Sean. But apparently there's no shortage of hypocritical politicians <laughs> right. to just uh, fulfill the Gavi coffers for years. Yeah, wherever there are rakes and genitals <laughs> and hope, America will continue to impress us. So I just looked up at the television and I saw Justin Bieber uh, grabbing his crotch in front of a cross... Does he have a, uh, a jock itch problem? Does he have a, a fungal infection? He seems to do that a fair amount. Who invented the whole grabbing your crotch when you sing thing? Is that a Jay-Z invention? Young me thought I did it. <laughs> but uh, but, but no. Uh, Jacko did it. <laughs> Michael Jackson, I think, is the first that I, at least I Has recall. Has anybody ever explained what it is? I mean, is a, it, it's... I know the saggy pants is a prison thing. I want to look like a badass. Um, but is that like... Again, are you uncomfortable there? You, anyway, that wasn't my you point. You wearing a protective cup and it's uh, shifted? I thought it was interesting that Justin Bieber doing that kind of faux street cred grabbing your crotch thing in front of a 
Jesus Cross was kind of interesting. Oh. But it was him singing at uh, one of your uh, Hillsong gatherings. So that's the one of your big mega churches. It's all around the world. And uh, if you've been following the headlines at all, you realize one of their pastors just had a fall from grace, as they often call it. This guy's name is Carl Lentz, and he was cheating on his wife with some hottie who then went on the Today Show and told her whole story. Oh. Well, what is that? Oh, you're you're a real prize, too. We should all look up to you and listen to your every word because you have an affair with a super rich, famous guy, and then when you all get caught, you go on the Today Show, and then, hey, Today Show, cool, I'll bet you paid her, didn't you? So you paid this woman <laughs> to come on, and now you're all going to act aghast that this guy who's a Christian did something wrong, even though you're paying one of the people in the affair to come and tell their story. Right. I mean, what the hell is it? It's just all so tawdry. We're a nation of pornographic Puritans. It's weird. Yeah. Anyway, I had I watched the Hill song on uh, Saturday night sometimes. It, it's a channel you probably have on your, your cable or your dish or whatever. The very concept of megachurches and, and famous preachers makes me really uncomfortable. I would agree with that 100%, but sometimes when I'm going by the Hillsong thing, I come across somebody, and they, they're, they're, they're saying some stuff that's really interesting. To I me. don't doubt it. Some, sure. of their, some, of their, um, uh, some of their preachers are, are really interesting, and they get into some interesting conversations. And I'd seen this guy before, and he was a little, a little too cute. I mean, I realize the whole casual look for churches now is a thing. But he'd he had the 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 as Sean calls the extra medium shirt, <laughs> and he's buff, and the giant glasses that the super hipsters wear, oh boy. and the really tight jeans. And I thought you're just a little too cute <laughs> for um uh, a little too hip, a little trying too hard, a little show busy. And um anyway, he's the one that turned Justin Bieber around. Uh, somehow Justin Bieber saw him preaching and contacted him, and they became a thing and started playing basketball together and flying around on his plane and all that sort of thing. And Kevin Durant, formerly of the Golden State Warriors, now of the Brooklyn Nets. Yep. Is that who it is? Anyway, big, a number of really big stars. New York Times had the article over the weekend, The Rise and Fall of Carl Lentz, the celebrity pastor of Hillsong Church. So, you know, the main thing being he, he was cheating on his wife and he's got kids and all that sort of thing. But um, uh, I always find it kind of interesting, the the media portrayal of this sort of thing when it happens. Um, the, he claims to be this, but he's this. He's a hypocrite. Yeah. Another um, phony Christian. Secrets well, out, chicken man. The secrets <laughs> out, chicken man. Oh boy. We really ought to play that whole thing We again. really should. <laughs> it's the trailer to the new KFC Lifetime Romance Adventure movie. I don't know this Lentz pastor chicken at all. Man. He could be a complete phony. I mean, he could be 100% through and through phony. But... It's also very possible. I've done this in my own life. Have you? Where you believe some things strongly. You believe them before you did something wrong, <laughs> while you're doing something wrong, and after you did something wrong. You still did something wrong. Yes, they call it sinning in the church. Yeah. And, it, yeah. Not, like I said, this guy could be a complete phony. Or he could absolutely believe all that stuff he said, and he fell like, like everybody can uh, to the temptation of something. Greed, power, sex, whatever it is. It happens. And I, I think the, the sinning media, they're obviously sinners also, like all of us, yeah, should recognize that and not just go with the, ha ha, you believe, you believe this and you still were bad. Now that's, that's the state of mankind. Right. It just seems odd to me. Well, it's ignorance and, and just belligerence, too. You know, the, it's funny. The, the, there's nothing more illiberal than the liberal media sometimes. There's just 
trying to exploit other people's pain for ratings. But mm. uh, so David French wrote about this actually, uh, and I was, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and and oddly enough, he he quoted Ibram X. Kendi, who I disagree with about everything. But uh, Kendi wrote something or said something that really uh, encapsulates my philosophy of uh, of uh, being faithful to my wife and always has. And I'm going to read it to you. And this is advice for young fellows. Uh, again, I agree with him completely on this. He says, I've been with my spouse for almost 15 years. In those years, I've never been with anyone but the mother of my son. But that's not because I'm an especially good or true person. In fact, I am wholly in possession of an unimaginably filthy and mongrel mind. But I am also a dude who believes in guardrails, as a buddy of mine once put it. I don't believe in getting in the moment than exercising willpower. I believe Mm. in avoiding the moment. Yeah. I believe in being absolutely clear with myself about why I am having a second drink or why I am not, why I am going to a party and why I am not. I believe that the battle is lost at happy hour, not at the hotel. Absolutely. That is so true. And and then I love this. I am not a good man, but I am prepared to be an honorable one. That's yeah, good. that is so true with a lot of different things, not just this. Oh, yeah. But the idea of I'm going to kind of walk up to the edge of this bad thing and just kind of feel, you know, dangerous. Terrible idea. <laughs> Terrible idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I've become aware that I strike people sometimes as ridiculously sincere, like over the top. Um, and, and I do that intentionally because I know if I allow myself to wander in the, uh, the lawless border region of morality, not good, not a good place for me to be. I should not live there. I've been house hunting there for a long time. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah, you're going to meet a lot of interesting people. Uh, so yeah, just, just, just don't even go to temptation. That's pretty good. It starts at happy hour, not at the hotel. Right. Yeah, that that why why am I going to happy hour is because there's some, somebody going to be there. You Flirting's like fun. Flirt. Yeah, that's that's a terrible idea. If yeah. that's the reason you're going, don't go. Yeah, it's good for the ego, you know, the, the good looking guy from the office who really, I mean, is looking in your eyes and listening to every single word like your your husband doesn't really anymore. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. Anyway, so hey, uh, mark this date on the calendar. I agreed with Ibram Kendi about something. There's a there's a there's a lesson there too. Yeah. Oh, and and even better if the really good looking gal who wants to get to know you is a Chinese spy, <laughs> steer clear of oh, that. Oh boy. Oh, this story's something. If you can see the pictures, we'll post them at armstrongandgetty.com. Give us a, about five minutes to get them up. But uh, can't wait to hear that one. Perhaps we can go to break now, Michael. Armstrong and Getty. So where are we now? Chinese spies? Is that where we are? Only hot female ones. <clears throat> we have pictures of this gal under hot links at armstrongandgetty.com. Her name was either Fang Fang, which is a pretty cool name. That's an awesome name. Also known as Christine Fang. Can I call you Fang Fang? 
uh, she, so she was in her late 20s, early 30s, enrolled as a student at a Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area University. She would use political gatherings, civic society conferences, campaign rallies, campus events to connect with elected officials and other prominent figures, according to U.S. intelligence officials, who were on to her for a lot of what I'm going to describe here. Uh, and uh, U.S. intelligence officials believe she was overseeing likely unwitting sub-agents whom she helped place in local political and congressional offices. Um, she also engaged in sexual or romantic relationships with at least two mayors of Midwestern cities over a course of about three years. Wow, she sexed up a couple of American mayors? At least two separate sexual interactions with elected officials, including one of the Midwestern mayors, were caught on FBI electronic surveillance of Fang, according to two intelligence officials. Um, oh, that'd be so devastating. You think you're like, you know, I've really been working out, losing a little weight. I like that. The way I'm styling my hair now. Chicks are digging it, and you find out she's into you because she's a Chinese spy, She's dude. a Chinese spy. Oh, that'd be a blow to your ego. So this is this is Red Sparrow stuff. This so is... nobody will have me but Chinese spies. <laughs> that is a bit of a blow to the ego, but And Chinese spies, they need, uh, they need friends, too. Oh, right. Fang Fang. Exactly. <laughs> Why did you do this to me, Fang Fang? But so anyway, uh, what what's happening here is the Chinese are sending... Hot gals, plucky young dudes, whatever. Is there to... a place where I can input my address? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I have secrets about the radio business. I'll tell well, everything. <laughs> but the idea was you spot up-and-coming politicians. Like Eric Swalwell, a congressman from California, was one of her targets. And she would just try to get to know them on whatever oh, level is possible. You try to compromise them early. He was a city council member when they met. Right, but he was known as an up-and-coming politician, yeah. a really po- promising, young, good-looking politician. So he was one of her targets. And Oh, the, my God. And, and it's not necessarily trying to compromise them and turn them into Chinese agents or anything like that. Um, where is that... Uh, where they well, what information it. is she going to get from some Midwest mayor? It's, it's, as small much, it's not that, though. As much as she can. Private but unclassified information about government officials, such as their habits, their preferences, schedules, social networks, rumors about them, their foibles, is part of political intelligence. Collecting such information is a key part of what foreign intelligence agencies do. So she was a uh, an intelligence gatherer. She would just learn everything she could about all of these politicians and who their loyalties were to, where their money came from, just everything, and report it to the Chinese government. How do you recruit somebody to be a a sex spy? We need you to go have sex with some very average to below average looking gentlemen. You think they have a choice? That's what I'm wondering. Do they just tell you this is what you're going to do? Yeah. They might. They might just say, okay, you, you're you attractive enough in the right age. You've been on our version of the Red Sparrow training since you were seven or whatever, and you are now ready to be uh, graduated from our academy, and you are now a spy. Go yeah. spy. This all ended, by the way. She disappeared in, back to China uh, unexpectedly uh, at right near the end of the Obama administration. Coincidence? Huh? I suppose I could give you a choice of, I mean, you're going to serve in the military. Do you want to be on the, uh, the, the, the Pakistani, the India border? And maybe get shot, or would you rather go have sex with a Midwestern mayor? Your choice. Right. Well, and, and you're a an, an valuable intelligence tool. You might have to bed somebody now and again. Um, a statement from Swalwell's office said, Representative Swalwell is compromised and is a Chinese asset. Oh, no, I, I'm sorry, I misread that. <laughs> Re- 
Representative Smallwell long ago provided information about this person whom he met more than eight years ago and hasn't seen nearly six years to the FBI. To protect information that might be classified, he will not participate in your story. Oh, good for him. Uh, You know, dodged a bullet there. No, he's not been accused of any wrongdoing. Dodged a bullet there, though. Yeah, and and none of these officials... getting back to the previous commentary, you know, I don't know if she ever asked him, yeah, would you like to meet me down at the hotel bar to have a drink? And he said, I got a thing. I probably shouldn't. You know, that's all it takes. Yeah. Yeah. She volunteered for a bunch of congressional campaigns. She volunteered for a Tulsi Gabbard in Hawaii, a host of California politicians. Uh, I'm not sure exactly why she went to the Midwest. Maybe it was a special assignment. Hey, uh, Fang Fang, we need you in Ohio this weekend. She just went. She's a troubleshooter. Tell us something about rural Arkansas. Um. Go sex up the mayor. And as Axios explains, Beijing, Beijing may aim to influence foreign policy decisions related to China, et cetera, et cetera, and just want to know everything about our key decision makers. Sometimes just for information, sometimes for blackmail, I'm sure. Exert pressure. As the FBI director said a couple of weeks ago, China has an, uh, a whole of population effort underway to overtake the United States. Right. Every aspect of Chinese society is dedicated to overturning our primacy. Armstrong and Getty.